Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim. Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghost and folktale stories leading up to Christmas Day. And we are on day 12, which is the old play, and it is by Andrew Michael Hurley and is in the Winter Spirits Ghostly Tales for Frosty Nights. Uh, Andrew Hurley, Andrew Michael Hurley's debut novel, The Looney, was published in a limited edition of 350 copies back on October 1st, 2014 by Tartarus Press. And that was like the extent of information that I could find of him this quickly, because I had forgotten that this was the one we were doing next. <laughs> The plot is each year the town puts on the old play, and the same family has played the old beggar for the last two generations. But the committee has other plans this year. So, what do you think of that one? So far in this book, it's probably one of my least favorite. However, it was quite good. Um, I kind of knew where it was going to end. Um the pulling of his son into it that that one i wasn't really i should have expected it but i didn't i didn't kind of fall into that that portion of the clues because he was talking about his son so much yeah um but yeah it was i thought it was pretty good what did you think of it i liked it definitely not the best one we've read but definitely not the worst. And I wouldn't even say, like, middle ground. Like, it does lean towards better. Yes, yes, um, yes. And part of it is... Murphy. Come here, Bubba. Come on. Come hang out. Um, And I can't remember if it's around Christmas time or if it's around Easter, but there are places that put on old, like, biblical plays. Um, Overrun. Ah, yes, that's in Germany. Yep. But I think there was also, because I remember studying them, like, a significant amount. And oh, yeah, England, yeah, the, yeah. It was yeah. A very much a thing that you would they would put on Well, I mean, you can, you can go as as lowbrow, and there was even mm-hmm. mansion in here as the pantomimes. Yeah. Those are very common in England. They're very inappropriate, but England doesn't care. They love their traditions. Um, What are you looking at? Sarah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sarah's reading our book pick for Christmas and has questions. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not like how-to questions. No. Um, <laughs> oh, <geez>. No. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to de- yeah. delve into that. Um, but like, there's Oberon in Germany that does the Passion, like, Passion of Christ, Christ. Yeah. and but they do it like every yeah, ten years or so. That... Okay. You should have done your research. It's your job to do your res- the research and the recording and the, the editing, editing and, and the, the writing and, <laughs> and um, what we pay you the big bucks for. You don't pay her anything. Of course, this was all her idea, too. Carrie's, what are they? Anyway, I mean, there's the pantomimes. Which is interesting because we lived there for four years and I never took you to a pantomime. Did you ever do one for school? I don't. Probably think not. So. I I think the American schools would have found them too uh, 
controversial. Oh, you think Mr. Pryor would have cared what the American schools thought? That's funny. I was, yeah, I mean, he wasn't your only teacher. Uh, no, I don't think Mr. Pryor would have taken you to a pantomime at all, because he, okay. he would rather have taken you to the Globe. Yeah. <laughs> it must be the passion plays that I'm thinking of. I think there's you're like, thinking of the passion plays, but yeah. Yeah, but the, England did do a couple of them. But so either way, reading this, it did make me think of that is, is those old school plays where everyone knows them. They're usually like pretty solidly the same. And they're telling. I liked that this story kind of hinted that this tradition came pre-Christian. Yes. And probably did. I mean, I mean, any storytelling has always been a originally uh, sharing event. I was yeah. going to say that completely differently, and all no. the words went in different directions. Communal activity. Yeah, it's a very communal activity because it used to all be just verbal. Yeah. Um, and um, that sound is the cat climbing the... Not uh, even climbing. She, like, climbed, mid-climb, decided to scratch. Scratch, yeah, yeah. And then pulled herself the rest of the way up. They love this thing. Oh, yeah. Love it. Anyway. This thing being cat shelves that are up on the wall. If Yeah, if anybody wants to know, it's they're called cat catastrophe, but with cat... Um, at the beginning. and Great product. Anyway, we're not sponsored. Wish, God, that would be freaking awesome. Because um, I could get more. <laughs> Cover up focus the rest on... of the wall. Oh, focus. Um, <laughs> it's been a day, people. It's, it's been, been a, a day. day. <laughs> um, but uh, I can't remember what I was saying, though. That it was like, it, it kind of came yeah, yeah, pre-Christian vibe. Pre-Christian vibe, sacrificial kind of, vibe. Yeah. And they were trying to... Honestly? Dive into that sacrifice to revitalize maybe the town. Yeah. And the like playhouse. The, yeah, because the, um, the end of the year and, mm -hmm. and sacrifice. No, what it actually made me kind of think of is it made me think of the passion plays, but like... The la interview with the last vampire when they go to Armand's playhouse in France. I haven't read interview with a vampire in oh, years. Man. It just it gave me that vibe of like creepy playhouse, mm -hmm. but you just you knew something seedy was going on. Yeah, yeah. And and that they used the pretense of the fictional story to get away with doing something, mm. um, which in the case of Armand is. Feeding the, the the cast feeds yeah, yeah. on a human in front of other humans, um, but in this case it was I remember that scene now. Yeah, yeah submitting a, a you know having a sacrifice, and so it, it kind of felt like those two concepts yeah. lighting yeah. into one story, which was kind of cool. Um, the main character, yeah, he was he was okay. Like I didn't I I didn't like him, and I knew I wasn't meant to like him. Um, and because it's a short story, it's hard to fall then into the, ooh, these people are, are messing with you. And, and so that was a bit harder for me. Um, but yeah, it's, I just, I feel like this was actually a play. Like it, it's like, it, it's tripping wires but they're not fully forming the wires so yeah i can't yeah, i she's can't find doing it research, yeah, yeah. I, sorry 
Um, but anyway, yeah, I had a harder time with him. Um, I didn't like his son at all. No. But I don't think he, the son, well, what, the, the man didn't even want to be there. He was only doing yeah. it out of tradition and, yeah. and respect for his very famous father. Yeah. Um, makes you wonder how his father died. Yeah, because it doesn't say. However, it. I almost got the implication in that part of why they wanted to sacrifice him is because he didn't play it as well as his father. Because he, they, he, ta- he spent so much time talking about how his father played the character as a more brighter, happier, funnier character, and that they would get a lot of positive response from that, but that that wasn't his take on the character. Now, see, I didn't get that it wasn't his take on the character. I got it that they were changing, that the council was changing mm. how he was portraying the character. I, I really got the impression that the council was trying to push it more towards the pagan ways yeah um (laughs) i've never seen him do this before um but yeah i got the impression that that the council was pushing towards the sacrifice and that it hadn't been done in years my lord you two i mean wonderful do it but could we not bang things around um so yeah i I get that i think we would have to really read it again and and it's one that i think should be read multiple times i think you're probably i think it's a mood read yeah that you're going to get different feelings from it as you read it and and when you read it different times it's going to elicit different responses to it and different character preferences yeah 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 um so i should I, i i need to have now fall into i think it's actually really quite good and and maybe we didn't start out great with it um, because there's a lot more depth to it than I, I was originally giving it credit for. I think what it comes down to is it is in a book with a lot of strong contenders. Yeah, yeah. And Murphy. I think initial read, a lot of people just be, oh, okay, it, you know, yeah, it's a story about a play. But then this is the book. This is the book that I keep talking about that's going to get all worn. And when you go back and read that one, I think over years it will become um, a favorite in there. Because one, because it really does fall to real traditions, not Mm -hmm. like Ghost Walk and, and, you know, Widow's Walk and all of that thing. Not that that's not a traditional, it's, 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 um, it's evoking a much older traditional feel to it. Where you get that sense that there are still those mysteries that are around, but we think are lost. Yeah. Um, and and this idea that there was a Britain before mm-hmm. Christianity. Um, Murphy, you're being weird, man. And I think that's what he evokes. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. is that kind of what did you primal. think of the, the Minotaur? And and the, the that character being put in there, Minotaur is such a Greek Greek thing. It threw me off. I will say that, um, mostly because it's Greek. Um, but at the same time, like while we iconically know of it as a Greek thing, although I should correct, it's not actually Greek. 
Okay. I mean, it is what we give ancient Greek Greece, but... I'm nearly positive it actually comes from another island, but I can't remember. Like, it's a very particular island and also associated with... We're reading. Give us just a moment. Yeah. I'm reading Crete sideways. In Crete. Oh. Crete is in Greece. No, I know it is, but... um. I could have sworn, but maybe I'm just getting it mixed up. There is another culture that was in that area um, that kind of got absorbed in to Greece who did all of the, like, the bull jumping and stuff. Oh, um, probably. I'm sure. Yeah. If anything, Greece um, clashed with a lot of different cultures. Yeah. Um, so if I remember correctly... This leads to that. However, I have atrocious memory today, and it, like I said, it's been a weird day, and I've had to use a lot of my brain capacity. We we say that every day. We do say that every day. However, <laughs> in this case, we had a cat who had to go to the vet. He is doing fine. He is happily sleeping on the other side of the computer. Um, and then work and life, life. So, <laughs> um, and my job uses a lot of brain power. Um, so yeah, the, the Minotaur was kind of an odd choice. Yeah. But I think if they had gone with something more British Celtic or British or Saxon, it would have lost the modern, modernity, modernity, modernity. Mm, I can't get the sound out of my mouth. Say it. Modernity. Modernity. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that is always so entertaining every time it happens. Oh, man. I, I, <laughs> I know that makes me a very bad mother. I should just provide you the word, but I know you're going to say it three times anyway, so I just and let I'm it not happen. Have it right any of those times. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> I think by having the narrator, because it is told from the man's point of view, having him see it as a minotaur speaks also to that loss of that previous culture mm -hmm. and why he could be so easily blindly led to it. Yeah. Because he didn't know the warnings that were there. Yeah. Yeah. That he was going to be sacrificed. Yeah. Um, And so I, I I think it, it makes sense, even though if initially it's like, but that's not British. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and the British are notorious for stealing things from everybody anyway. I mean, it's just facts. I'm not, I'm not dumping on the Brits. It is yeah. just facts. So, yeah. Leiden, don't you do it. That's my thoughts. I'm trying to think if I have any other thoughts, but I don't think so. I, I think we've think pretty so. solidly discussed it. Yeah. So, okay. On that note, our intro and outro is not on that page. 
Our intro and outro music is by Howard Harper Barnes and is called A Snowflake's Tale from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with our next short story.